points for healing dualistic mind each day to integrate the practice into our lives. Today is day five. We're in the midst of point two, nurture the intent to awaken, and have arrived at maxim five, rest in essence, the ground of all. What the heck is the ground of all? This is a Sanskrit term, alaya. It means source, base, ground. The last three maxims presented a stepwise approach to examining our experience through meditative inquiry. Maxim two applied meditative inquiry to the various experiences of people, beings, places, things in our life. Maxim three applied meditative inquiry to examine our own awareness, that undercurrent that trickles through all of our inner experience. Maxim four applied meditative inquiry to this thought or idea. Oh, I get it. They're all empty. Why did we do that? The point of Maxims 2, 3, and 4 is to give us experience of emptiness, a visceral sense rather than concepts. Meditative inquiry as a way to separate out conceptual thoughts about outer experience, inner experience, and concepts that try to explain everything, to find something, anything that's real. Dualistic mind thrives on the food of making things concrete. Now we've arrived at Maxim 5. This Maxim is providing additional explanation for the resting portion of meditative inquiry. As we've seen in the last few days, meditative inquiry is a practice that alternates between experiential analysis of any given topic and rest, a practice of awareness. Perhaps we should look a little more at this alaya, the ground, base, or source of all. Alaya here is the essence. The essence of what? The essence of all phenomena. Basically, the essence of everything. This essence of phenomena is also described as the true nature, be it the true nature of reality, the true nature of mind. And sometimes it is also referred to as the Buddha nature. This maxim, understood through the Kagyu lineage emphasis on Buddha nature, is providing instructions for resting in the essence of phenomena, the Buddha nature. So, How are we supposed to understand what this essence of phenomena, this Buddha nature, this alaya, is? This is a really important question. There is so much confusion and misunderstanding that can happen. So I want to be very precise in explaining this in accord with the commentary to this text, The Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind, by the great non-sectarian master of Tibetan Buddhism, Jangan Kuntrul Lodutai. He explains that the defining characteristics, the way we know alaya, is that alaya is free of mental fabrications. It is, in that sense, simple. There's nothing fabricated. There's nothing constructed. 
Alaya also has the defining characteristic of clarity, of non-conceptuality, not being entangled in dualistic thinking. How are we supposed to rest in something like that? It sounds very difficult. Dualistic mind is trying to pin something down so we can rest in it. Problem is, this thing we want to pin down and rest in is unpin-downable. It's ineffable. To rest in alaya means to part ways with the thoughts that dualistic mind generates. Now be clear, it's not saying to put a stop to them. Thoughts just keep happening. Thoughts aren't a problem. It's our ingrained habit of seizing on thoughts as real, reifying them, that creates all kinds of troublesome situations for us. When we think our thoughts are real, people are real, objects are real, our opinions and our beliefs in particular are real, we immediately react with attachment or aversion or apathy, and any of the myriad ways these three manifest, leading us to engage in actions motivated by these turbulent intentions, which in turn yields all manner of discomfort, unease, and lack of fulfillment. This instruction is actually beautiful in its simplicity, yet difficult for us to enact precisely because of the machinations of dualistic mind that this text is helping us to heal, transform, and transcend. You can look at the instructions for how to rest, in essence, the ground of all, the alaya, from the perspective of what it isn't. Namely, the alaya has nothing to do with mental fabrications, constructions, or ideas. We may have all kinds of beautiful ideas about what the essence, the ground of all is. Free yourself of being entangled in them if you want to rest in essence, the ground of all. On the flip side, we can consider what it means to rest in essence, the ground of all, from an affirmative description of what it is. From that perspective, the alaya, the ground of all, is the unity of clarity and emptiness. What does that mean? We've actually been looking at that over the last three days. The fact that all of the appearances of our life occur, and yet when we investigate, they are empty in the sense of lacking true existence. We experience the awareness that is a constant stream through our inner experience. Yet when we examine, there's no awareness to be found. And even that idea that appearances and awareness are empty is itself empty. It lacks true existence. This clarity, our own irrefutable experience, just as it is here and now, and the equally irrefutable experience of the lack of true existence, this is clarity, emptiness, and unity. Rest in that paradox. Vivid experience that appears to be real, and yet is like a dream. Clarity, emptiness, and unity, free of any ideas, contrivances, descriptions, fabrications, embellishments of dualistic mind. Rest in essence, the ground of all.
continuing with the trainings under the second main point, Nurturing the Intent to Awaken, we turn now to Maxim number 5, Rest in Essence, the Ground of All. While this may be one of the simplest of the maxims, doesn't mean it's all that easy to practice, although we'll get to see that for ourselves. Before we begin working with the maxim in meditation, first just begin by arriving, grounding in the space that we're in, taking our seat. Simply breathe into your presence in the present moment, letting go of any trouble, worry, strife, busyness, elation, any of it. Just come into the space that you're in, into your present experience of this moment, of your energy. In order to clarify both the altruistic motivation with which we are engaging in this practice, as well as the support we have for doing it, Simply turn your attention to goodness, to whatever that means to you. If you are a Mahayana Buddhist, this is usually done through the practice of refuge and bodhicitta at the start of any practice. In other words, going for refuge to the three jewels and stoking up the commitment to awaken for the sake of all. If you don't have this framework you can simply bring to mind your sense of what constitutes genuine goodness and lean into it, really calling up the intention to do this meditation for universal benefit, for worldwide benefit, not just for yourself, although that is certainly a part of it, but also for all others. So let's just take a minute to lean into this goodness, this support that we feel connected to, and really call it to mind. Now we will follow this with a brief period of shamatha, tranquility meditation, to hone single-pointed focus, which is relaxed yet alert. We can do this by simply focusing on the flow of the breath in and out, using it to stabilize our mind so that it's not neither falling into dullness, drowsiness, Torpor, nor is it 
running around, chasing after all the movements of thoughts, all the storylines of our emotions that might come to mind. But instead, we simply just use the breath as the focal point and let, and let that reveal any time we get distracted and simply bring ourselves back to the inhalation and exhalation. So let's practice like that for a minute or so. Now, transitioning into working with this maxim, which again says, rest in essence, the ground of all, let go of even this discipline of shamatha, of tranquility meditation. Let go into the immediacy of present experience. There is no need to try to control the situation, or our thoughts, or our minds. No need to tighten, or loosen, or anything else. Don't worry about meditating or not meditating. Just be open. Open beyond any story, any thought, any feeling. Let all those energetic currents of mind come and go, or do whatever they like, while you just rest in essence.
Now to conclude our practice, gather whatever goodness, whatever positive energy may have come from this meditation that we engaged in, and share it freely with all beings. How wonderful if we all could tap into the fundamental essence of our mind, this ground underneath all of the currents of emotions, feelings, thoughts, recognizing it for what it is, recognizing the empowerment that it brings to us in each moment. Thank you for all that you do.